You've made how many films now? Do you know? Offhand? About 59, I think. 59 films. Yeah. yeah. And I you're still making them. You just did one. Just finished one that opened at the music hall. Yeah. Radio City Music Hall. I was kind of delighted about that because we were on for Paramount for so long, you know. Everything played oh, yeah. the Paramount Theater here, all our first-run films. And uh, I was kind of delighted that they took this film. Of course, they have a little problem getting clean films over there. They play to a family audience, you know. The music hall. Yeah. In your movies, you've always called attention to the fact that you're making movies, which I always thought was funny. At the end of The Pale Face, you turn and say, I'd like to see him top this on television. That was yeah, well, that was uh, we, we started that in a thing called Favorite Blonde, where Bing played the truck driver, you know, and it's always kind of a surprise, and it's always played well. Yeah. For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day, see your dentist twice a year. Again this week, the Pepsodent Company presents another in its series of broadcasts to our men in the armed forces, wherever they may be. Tonight, for the men of the Air Service Command at Brookby Field, Mobile, Alabama, The Pepsodent Show. Thank you. Thank you. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob, who is supposed to be in Alabama, but is held over by the Dr. Hope. Telling you men of the Air Corps, whether you're going on a date or sitting behind a propeller, brush your teeth with Pepsodent, and under your smeller, you'll never have an AWLer. <laughs> well, I was supposed to... <laughs> I was supposed to fly to Alabama for this broadcast tonight, but my doctor grounded me. All week, I've had a pretty nurse. She grounded me, too. <laughs> I've had a cold all week. I got a cold because of a change in the unusual California weather. It stopped raining one day and my system couldn't stand it. <laughs> really, I've had this cold so long, I don't know where my nose ends and the atomizer begins. <laughs> How could I make a mistake like that? <laughs> I, I couldn't get anything strong enough to kill the germs. If worse comes to worse, I may get W.C. Fields to breathe on me. <laughs> The bags under my eyes are so bad, I started getting fan mail from bellboys. <laughs> really, I looked so bad, I walked past an undertaking parlor yesterday, and the palms in the window rustled at me. <laughs> and when Crosby and I would walk down the street, no matter how we were walking, people would look after us and say, isn't the man supposed to be on the outside? <laughs> But everybody in Hollywood has been sick. Dorothy Lamour had the flu. Hedy Lamar had the grip. Gypsy Rosalie had a strip throat. I'm, I'm making a picture now with Dorothy Lamour in Crisco called The Road to Utopia. Utopia, that's some place where everyone's on furlough. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, if there's such a road as The Road to Utopia, Dorothy is Highway 66. I don't know what a sarong is doing for the war effort, but the pin is certainly holding up its end. <laughs> In one scene, I make love to Dorothy Lamour while it's 30 below zero. It's not very realistic, though. All during the scene, the smoke is coming out of my ears. <laughs> I really get a big kick out of kissing Dorothy Lamour. That's the only way the director can make me stop. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> In one scene, I had to kiss Lamour 120 times. I don't know whether it affected me or not, but I'm the only guy that ever blacked out while he was still on the ground. <laughs> But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm hosting a lot of boys here at the NBC studio from the Glendale Army Air Base. And it's wonderful learning how to fly in sunny California. It's the only place in the country where a pilot and a runway get washed out at the same time. 
It's very invigorating living here in California. Every, every February, the, tra- the, the rain rearranges... <laughs> cold of my tongue, too. <laughs> Can't get the coat off. Say, where are we? <laughs> it's very... Uh, I'll start over. It's very invigorating living here in California. Every, every February, the rain rearranges the streets and towns, and by the time you get to know your way around, it's February again. <laughs> the men here use P-38s, and now they fast. It's a military secret just how fast they are. But the other day, one of them went 300 miles an hour, and they came back because the ground crew forgot to start the propellers. <laughs> And everyone in California is air-minded. The other day, I saw a bunch of pigeons watching one pigeon that was banging its head against the wall. I said, gee, what's the matter? And another pigeon pointed at the first one and said, he's a sad mental case. He always admired the P-38s, and he went crazy trying to grow two tails. <laughs> and now I return you to Mobile, Alabama, and Wendell Niles. Thank you, Bob Hope. And here's Sylvester Colonna. <laughs> Colonna, how was your train trip down to Mobile? Rough riding. How come? No tracks. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous, Colonna. How could a train ride without tracks? Simple. No wheels. <laughs> well, you didn't take the train with the rest of us, Professor. Tell me, uh, how did you travel across the country? Why, easy, Wendell. Took the Greyhound out of Los Angeles, and 20 minutes later, I was in Dallas, Texas. Now, wait, you went from Los Angeles to Dallas in 20 minutes? Well, how did the Greyhound make it so fast? Got interested in another Greyhound. (laughs) Colonna, how do you account for the fact that two normal parents have a jackass for a son? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you take your problems to Mr. Anthony? (laughs) Colonna, I fear for your sanity. Uh, Never been there, Niles. Never been where? Your sanity. Uh, but Yellowstone is quite beautiful. I can't stop talking about the lovely trip I had out here from Los Angeles. You know, I came by kangaroo and I slept all the way. Colonna, how could you sleep if you were traveling on a kangaroo? I had a couch in the pouch. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. How do you like to travel in a kangaroo's pouch? Oh, it keeps my watch going. Professor, you're certainly in a gay mood tonight. Why are you so happy? I'm always happy. In fact, I was born laughing. You were born laughing? How come? Small stock, big tail feathers. On February 29, 1944, Bob Hope was supposed to be in Mobile, Alabama for the first leg of a tour. He was unfortunately grounded by a cold. Instead, he broadcast his portion of the show from Hollywood, while the cast broadcast from Mobile. Laughter therapy. I saw Jack Benny here at the Ziegfeld one time. They started out very slow, and finally with his style got that audience, and he grew three inches on the stage, you know? Like somebody was watering him, you know? Yeah. And he finished walking off on his tiptoes. Of course, he always walks that way anyway, but he was uh, beautiful, and there's a real hand. All my kids take chops at me, you know? Yeah, they all, they all look. They've been around me so long that they all like to lay it in and top me every once in a while. My oldest daughter has a devastating sense of humor. She's very subtle and uh, she's very smart. She chops me up quite a bit because they used to listen to my monologues. I used to come down when I'd get this monologue for radio. You remember radio? Of course. That yeah. knob in the car on the left. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Well, anyway, I used to bring the, uh, the monologue down after, you know, it only cost about 
$18,000 and I'd prune the whole thing down, mm -hmm. lay it on the table, and they'd all be sitting there, the four kids and my wife, and they'd be talking, finally say, why don't you read the monologue? I'd say, well, I will, all right. <clears throat> How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Pepson and Hope, living by the skin of your teeth, so and so and so and so, and she'd say, Kelly, sit up, will you please, when you eat? <laughs> I'd lay the thing down. Now they'd all look back at me after they got through talking, say, all right, read, sore head. You know. And you climbed above this and went on to... Yeah, went on. No, it was a great thing because by the time I got to the studio, they sounded friendly. <laughs> Once able to travel, Hope met his crew in transit, but not before being given a special award for his many services to the Academy at the March 2nd, 1944 Oscars. The Hope Show's itinerary included the annual White House Correspondents' Dinner for President Roosevelt on March 4th. On March 7th, the cast would be in Miami, on March 14th in Jacksonville, on March 21st in Macon, Georgia, on March 25th, a special from the Cleveland Canteen, and on March 28th, they'd be in Colorado Springs. certainly made a hit with these boys at Brooklyn Fields. But, uh, say, what was going on between you and that officer at the gate today? What makes you think something was going on? Well, he should have been guarding that gate, not swinging on it. <laughs> but, Francis, there's no admission. Oh, say, I wonder if I'd be that bright if I went to OCS.
he's a very sweet boy. He was going to send me a dozen orchids and take me to an expensive restaurant for champagne and roast squab. But then he sent me a note canceling the date. Why? What did he say happened? The dice cooled off. <laughs> you know, I wish somebody down here would give me a good recipe for southern fried chicken. Oh, that's easy to prepare, Fran. You just fry the chicken in batter, stick it in the oven, and keep basting it with mint juleps. You keep basting it with mint juleps? For how long? Oh, you don't have to time it. When the oven door opens and it walks out whistling Dixie, that's southern fried chicken. <laughs> more like a little Dixie cup. Uh, oh, the idea of this and Niles. How can you be so insulting as to say I look like a Dixie cup? A Dixie cup is something that these soldiers put up to their lips. Oh, oh what a nice compliment. Oh, look at all these handsome rebels out here. Miss Vague, these boys are from all over the country, so I'd say they're Yankees. Well, I chased them all over the camp and I'd say they're rebels. boys are airplane repair crews, Miss Vague, and they keep them flying. Oh, no, they have the same effect on me. <laughs> well, Miss Vague, I guess you're really enjoying yourself here at Brooklyn Field. Oh, yes, Mr. Niles. This afternoon, you know, I went all over the field with a pork chop between my teeth. Miss Vague, going all over the field with a pork chop between your teeth? Uh-huh. You must have gotten some funny glances. Uh, yes, and I got to neck with a lot of chow hounds, too. <laughs> I'm having. You know, these southern men have been kissing my hand all day. These southern men have been kissing your hand all day? Well, I can't understand that. Oh, it's only natural. My charm, my intelligence. Soaking my fingers in bourbon every half an hour didn't hurt either. Ah, that's wonderful. I suppose the water on your knee came in handy for a chaser. Alabama, aren't you? <laughs> but then you don't have to be self-conscious about the shape of your head here in the watermelon state. <laughs> Why, Miss Vega, aren't you going to speak to me? You, oh, oh, pardon me, Miss Langford. <laughs> Hello. Goodness, I just didn't notice you standing there with all that nice blonde hair. Oh, I've seen so much cotton down here. <laughs> Well, I must say, Miss Vague, you're dressed very appropriately for this tobacco country. Oh, do you like this new uh, creation? Yes. Yes, you really look stunning in that strapless Bull Durham sack. <laughs> well, all I know is that these southern men have been calling me at the hotel all day and pestering me for dates. Yes, I know, Vera. And that was very fast thinking, signing the register as Scarlett O'Hara. But let's not talk like this, Vera. You know, I'm not at all catty myself. Oh, I know it, dear, and I'm not at all catty <laughs> either. Neither of us are really catty. I know it. <laughs> well, that was fun. Now let's step out in the hall and compare mice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really haven't much time for you right now, dear. I'm busy trying to meet one of these southern colonels. Well, I have just a man for you, Miss Vega, Colonel Colonna. What do you want, Yankee? <laughs> Colonna, you know Miss Vague, don't you? Uh, hiya, Jackson. Glad to know you, Stonewall. <laughs> oh, bless 
bless your heart, Moth Mush. <laughs> you know, Professor, when I look at your mustache, I keep thinking of that popular song, The Surrey with the Fringe All Over. <laughs> Professor, be honest. Wouldn't you like to see me stretched out before the fireplace in your little home? Oh, no, thanks. I've already got a polar bear rug. <laughs> Professor, tell me, don't you think it's time I settle down? Yes, in several places. <laughs> You don't understand. I mean, are you looking for a wife? Yes. Are you? Oh, Professor. Listen, we'd make such a romantic couple. Just picture it. The two of us sitting arm in arm under an Alabama moon. The soft gulf breeze. The heavy scent of magnolia and jasmine. Then you'd put your cheek to my cheek. And tenderly you'd whisper. My dear, you need a shave. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, you can walk into your dealer and say, give me a tube of Pepsodent toothpaste, and you don't need a used metal tube to exchange. No more empty tubes required. But remember to say Pepsodent, because only Pepsodent contains irium. And Pepsodent toothpaste with irium removes film that makes teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away quickly, easily, safely. And when film is gone... Pepsodent toothpaste brings new brilliance to your teeth, uncovers the natural brightness of your smile. Remember, you don't have to turn in empty tubes anymore. Bring those you have, of course, because used tubes contain valuable tin. But now you can get all the Pepsodent toothpaste you need without an empty tube. Remember, Pepsodent toothpaste, because only Pepsodent contains irium. Very simple. Nursey dotes and dozy dotes simply means Rev Branks upstairs in the drill spell, milding the salts, but with an occasional tax to crack, the tax writing each coat from Pudoptor. Of course, L. Branks is too wise to lift the cat's his mouse and all, then we come to the next line. For example, Little Lampsy Diaries, since uh, simply means 
Patrick Scorpion based on the Melford Dodge Escape. Bring out to the Black Gum. Furthermore, the best way that I can explain a kiddly diary, too, is by quoting a line from a speech I once made. Quote. Hudson Gwyneth Reeves, Hustle Cock the Bronx, a very stiddy, I'll bust the car and blow for the tire car. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> now, when you go out on a date with your sweetheart and you hold her in your arms, you say, Mercy Dotes and Dozy Dotes, she will look into your eyes and whisper, What's the matter, you crazy or something? <laughs> ah, but don't let that worry you. Don't let that stop you at all. Just hold her closely in your arms and sing. I kiddle the divey too, not me. I'll eat bananas and make me and you all sound very happy down there tonight. That was all right, that Mersey Dotes. I wish I was with you. I'm kind of lonesome up here all by myself on the stage at NBC. Uh, Grannies, I hope this is the right studio. Well, it must be, Lom. That man at the door was his brother, wasn't it? <laughs> Which one? You know, the one you bought the Cracker Jacks from. <laughs> well, that wasn't Bob Hope's brother. Huh? That was Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in here, Abner. This looks like the place. It does, huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is the place we're looking for. See, there's a sign. Bob Hope Show. Autographs, 25 cents. <laughs> What's the rest of that? In ink, 35 cents. <laughs> Full name, 45 cents. <laughs> Deluxe deal, autograph, handshake, and kiss, $1. <laughs> Who does he think he is, Red Skeleton? Is this a man, Lum? Hi, dog, is he does look bad. <laughs> Only thing I can suggest is that he put a splint on it and wait till it curves down again. <laughs> oh, oh, it, ain't, it, it ain't his nose that's bothering him. Mr. Hope, uh, Mr. Hope likes his nose curled up like that. He, is he crazy? Well, we ain't got to that yet. Oh. Well, are you sure this is Bob Hope? Why, of course this is Bob Hope, Abner. How are you? If you don't believe it, here, look at my draft card. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yes, sir, that's what I want to see. Let me look at that right now. Hmm. What does it say? I never know they's drafting wax. <laughs> Hey, let's see that. Uh, what's that classification 5X? That's coward. Say, but it's nice, uh, nice of you fellas to drop in here. Yeah, we heard you met up with the flu germ, Mr. Holt. Oh, so you came over to cheer me up, huh? Yeah, we come over to cheer up the germ. All right, <laughs> <laughs> doggies, I'm in the groove tonight, you know what? <laughs> yeah, we heard you on the radio last week, and we could tell you was getting sick. 
Uh, when did you first notice you was ailing, Mr. Well, Lee? last Thursday, I was standing on Vine Street, and a blonde, two brunettes, and a redhead walked by. What happened? Nothing. That's when I called the doctor. <laughs> well, we brung you a little medicine. It's just what you need, I think. It puts iron in your system. Oh, don't be silly. I've already got lots of iron in my system. Yeah, well, maybe this will take the rust off of you. <laughs> I don't give this to everybody because it's a family secret. My great-grandfather handed it down to my grandfather, and my grandfather handed it down to my father, and my father handed it down to me. Well, that sounds interesting. Is it any good? Well, we don't know. We're still trying to get somebody to try it. <laughs> but I've only got a slight cough. It isn't a little early for the embalming fluid? <laughs> well, it's good stuff. It's got tar in it and sulfur and alcohol and nitroglycerine and... Cures all aches and pains and ailments whatsoever of man and beast. Also makes good dressing for the hair. Well, what do I do? Just unscrew the top and blow the flame out, huh? Uh, wh where did you get this flu germ? I think I picked it up over at Crosby's house. Oh. Has his kids got it? No, he was making up a package to send to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I really shouldn't pick on Frank that way. He's a nice fella. Just when he was a young kid, his mother pulled his bow tie too hard. That's what <laughs> I happened to be over there when uh, Bing was playing a record of his, and I think it settled in my ears. I have something. <laughs> settled in your ears, huh? Yeah. I'll well, well let's my... take a look. Well, no wonder. Look at. No wonder he has trouble with his ears. Look oh, at what there. Is it? Well, what do you mean? Well, the drums are playing Marzy Dose. <laughs> Man, look at the size of them ears, would you, Lum? <laughs> Just look at that. A P-38 head with B-29 wings. <laughs> yes! Yes! Well, you think mine are big. You should see those tent flaps on Crosby. <laughs> you mean they're extra special? They sure are. In the next election, the Republicans are going to use them for their mascot. <laughs> What happened to the elephant they used uh, last time? Crosby's got him running in Hialeah. <laughs> I, I still say if you'd try this remedy of mine, you'd be a changed man. Well, I couldn't take that stuff, Lum. People would laugh at me. That's what I mean. You'd be a changed man. Yeah. <laughs> but now, don't you worry about your show tonight, Mr. Hope. You ain't got a thing to worry about, because... Me and Lum, we come over here to help you put it on. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah, see, I'm going to sing a bunch of songs. Yeah, and, well, I... And I'm going to make a speech. And yeah, well, I'll play my harmonica. Yeah, and... and I'll tell a bunch of funny jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want my part? <laughs> well, fellas, it's been nice of you to drop in, but we're on the air right now, and if you'll just let you me go... You mean on a coast-to-coast -coast hookup? That's right. With thousands listening? Thousands? Millions? Oh. Well, that's different. Now, if you'd have taken Alka-Seltzer in the first place, you'd have had a Now, now, wait a minute. Alka-Seltzer, <laughs> this is a Pepsi. And one of the multiple vitamin tablets. Now, wait a minute. This is a Pepsi. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Lemon Abner. Thanks very much for helping me out tonight. And I'm going to come over and visit you on your own show pretty soon. Thanks very much. Aren't they swell? Okay, tap it for me. Oh.
All thanks to the memory to Brooklyn Field and crew. I thought I'd be with you, but the doctor said to stay in bed until I blew this flu. So thank you so much. Say, want to thank Major McCarthy and the whole gang here from the Glendale Air Base tonight. It's really swell of you to come over. And later this week, I'm going to fly to Mobile, and we'll make arrangements for that big benefit down there. So roll out the Dixie Cups down there at Brookley Field. General Mollison, Colonel Rawlings, and all those great boys. We'll get together. And speaking of these 38 pilots and ground crews out here tonight, the enemies learned that lightning does strike twice in the same place. And if it's a P-38 lightning, it strikes any place. The lightning supply protection for the forts and liberators, and the Air Service Command boys supply high-octane and replacement parts and everything needed to keep an Air Force in the warpath. You can't fly without planes, but even with planes, you can't fly without ground crews, and the ground crews need the Air Service Command, and they all need the Red Cross. Yes, sir, plenty of pilots and gunners and leathernecks and doggies are alive tonight because of Red Cross blood plasma, and kids sweating it out behind Nazi prison wire saw a little American sunshine today because of Red Cross food and medical kits, and the medics worked miracles again today, partly because of nurses recruited by Red Cross, and there's hot coffee and donuts in Italy tonight because of pretty Red Cross girls, and laughter in the jungles because of Red Cross service clubs. And well, why go any further? Yesterday in Canada, and tomorrow morning in these United States, we start filling the kitty for the Red Cross. Let's squeeze out all we can. For when we do, we're squeezing the hand of that kid on the fighting front and saying, buddy, I'm not just in there behind you, I'm in there beside you. Good night. Alabama and Hollywood, California. This is the National Broadcasting Company.